Community of Hope, I want to share today from the scripture in 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, the first verse. 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, and the first verse. And it reads like this. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, Go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring me another one. But he replied, There is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. Brothers and sisters, I want to share with you today, I ask you to join me in a word of prayer uh, as we share on the subject, keep pouring. That's right, I just want you to just text that to somebody, chat that to somebody. Keep pouring. Let us look to the Lord. God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word, and we thank you for your power. Now, God, in Jesus' name, we ask that you would have your way in this time together. Save somebody, heal somebody, deliver somebody, set somebody free, give somebody hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Keep pouring. So this scripture is dealing with a woman whose husband has died. Her husband uh, was in what they call the company of the prophets or the school of the prophets. In other words, he hung with Elisha, that he learned from Elisha, that he was with those who had been under training with Elisha, that he was a devout man, he was a spiritual man, he was an anointed man, but at this point he was a dead man. And the shame is that for all that he did, for as connected as he was, as spiritual as he was, as Holy Ghost filled and fire baptized as he was, he died and his family was vulnerable. He died and didn't leave enough for his family to be able to be taken care of. As a matter of fact, he left in debt. Uh, he left his family having to deal with his debt. And so his wife is crying out to Elisha because the creditors are coming. The creditor is coming to deal with his debt. And the creditor is about to take her sons as his slaves to pay for the debt. So here you have this woman, and she finds herself in a vulnerable situation. She finds herself trying to fight for her boys, but not just that. But if her sons are taken into slavery, then as a woman in that society at that time period, it would be the sons who took care of her, so then she would have nobody to take care of her, that it was a vulnerable situation. You know, life can do you that way sometimes, especially in your finances, that you can look up and realize that you're in a vulnerable situation, that life happens, something happens, that 
Uh, I don't think they expected for the man to die, uh, but the man died and it left them in a vulnerable situation. Nobody expected the pandemic to hit, but the pandemic hit, and it's left many of us in vulnerable situations financially. But I've come by to let you know uh, that I don't care how rough it looks, how nervous you are. Uh, I, I don't care what's happened with your job. I don't care uh, what's happened with your finances. I've come by to let you know that God can provide, and I've come by to tell somebody to keep on pouring. That when I look at this scripture, that here you have this woman and she yells out to Elisha, the prophet, hey, look, Elisha, that my husband was one of your company. My husband was in the company of prophets, and I've got this situation with my boys. I need some help. And Elisha says some things to her that helps me to understand our first point. And my first point to you all today is your help is in the house. And she tells Elisha, Elisha, I need some help. And Elisha says two things back to her that just gets me. And the first thing he said was, how can I help you? Now, that's the right thing to say because she asked for some help. And he says, how can I help you? But Elisha didn't even wait for her to answer the question. He said, how can I help you? And then he said, what do you have in your house? And that hit me because I realized that oftentimes that we are asking for help on the outside of us when what we need to be able to be a part of our blessing is already in our house. That Elisha was trying to tell that sister, look, sister, how can I help you? But then his next question is, what do you have in your house? Because Elisha was letting her know that you already have everything you need to be able to help you through this journey. That the ingredients of your breakthrough are already in the house. And somebody here, I want you in this season to start to stop looking on the outside and start looking on the inside. What do I have? What skill do I have? What unique gift do I have? What anointing do I have that can help me uh, through the situation I'm in? And I'm glad that sister had this answer. She said, I don't have anything but a small jar of oil. And you all know uh, that the oil, she had a small jar of oil, but that was everything that she needed. Now, now, now let me uh, dip off to the side because I don't know about you, but uh, if you're going to have anything in the midst of a hard time, just have some oil. Uh, because oil symbolizes the anointing. And, and, and if you just got a little bit of anointing, it can get you through this season. If you got a little bit of Holy Ghost, it can get you through to the other side. And, and so here she has, she says, I've got a small jar of oil. Oil, and Elisha says to her, go and ask your neighbor for empty jars. Go and through your whole hood, go through your whole neighborhood, ask your neighbors for empty jars. And then he says, but don't ask for a few. He says, go ask for empty jars, but don't ask for just a couple of them. And, and, and I want to tell you that, that we learned that what your help is in the house, but your help is also in your hood. That, 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 that once you realize what you have in your house, once you realize what you have in yourself, then you've got to understand sometimes your capacity is connected to your relationships. And he told her to go and ask your neighbors for empty jars and don't just ask for a couple of them. Now, uh, it, it, it makes sense for her to be able to go and ask for empty jars, but she has to have some kind of relationship for folks to be able to want to give her empty jars. And one of the challenges for many of us is that we destroy relationships so people don't want to assist us 
help us along our journey when it's time for us to start to move. Uh, and that's why it's important not to burn bridges. That's why it's important to treat people well. People who you don't know still smile at them. People who you don't know still treat them well because the fact of the matter is you never know who's going to be able to help you when you need help. You never know who's going to be able to assist you along your journey. And so she goes through her community and she says, hey, have you got any empty jars? And she didn't ask for a few. She got a a whole bunch of empty jars that, that her capacity uh, was connected to her relationships. And somebody here today, I've come by to tell you, keep on strengthening your relationships because God's going to use them to bless you. Uh, your help is in the house and in your hood. But the second thing uh, that you've got to understand, you've got to keep on pouring. Uh, you got to have a keep on pouring kind of a faith. So uh, what happens is that she goes out, uh, he, he tells, Elisha tells her to go and to get empty jars from everybody. She goes, gets empty jars from everybody. Uh, she collects all these empty jars in her house and she goes and tells Elisha, hey, I, I've got my small jar of oil uh, and I've got empty jars. Well, now what do you want me to do? And, and Elisha tells her, look, I need you now to be able to go into your house. I need you to take your sons in with you. I need you to shut the door behind you. And then I need you to start pouring until you fill up every jar. Now, there are a couple of things uh, in that text and in that uh, uh, phrasing that Elijah gave her, that, that Elisha gave her, that I want to help you to think through. One of the first things was that he told her to take her sons in and shut the door behind them. Sometimes when God is moving, it's not for the whole world to see. Sometimes when God is moving and when God is working a miracle in your life, uh, that's not the time for you to necessarily have to tell the whole world. That's not the time for the tweet. That's not the time for the post. That's the time for the focus on the things of God. Sometimes God's trying to move and you just got to shut your door. Some of us have too big, uh, too many people in our business and, and they're wondering why it seems to short circuit things. But no, you need the folks in the room that can help you do what God is calling you to do and not try to talk you out of what God's about to do in your life. And so here you have, she shuts the door behind her, her and her sons. They've got all these empty jars. And Elisha says to pour oil into the jars until you have no more jars. Now, I know that seems a little easy to y'all, but that's really an amazing kind of a thing because he told her to pour oil from her small jar of oil and it was going to fill up every jar in the house. Now, if you understand, I, I've got a jar of oil here and an empty jar, mason jars. And, and, and what he was telling her was to pour oil from one into the other. And that's easy enough. But the challenge is that when you pour from one into the other, what was in one goes into the other. But the miracle was that as she kept pouring, this jar never emptied, and it had enough to keep on pouring. Now, why that's important is that she had to have faith in the process to keep on pouring. 
I, I love this scripture because it was not Elisha who came in and did the pouring. It was not the prophet who came in, the anointed man of God, the man of prayer. It was not the prophet who came in and did the pouring. It was her who did the pouring. It was her who had the small jar of oil. It was her who went out and got all the other jars. In other words, that in your miracle, you're going to have to do some work. That some of us want God to just drop it out from heaven and drop everything right on us. But in your miracle in this season, you've got to do some work. You're going to have to go and get the jars that you're going to have to go and close the door. You're going to have to do the pouring and believing that God can take your little bit and God can keep it going and going and going. The Bible says that woman kept pouring into jars and kept pouring into jars and kept pouring into jars uh, and, and, and her jar of oil didn't fail. Uh, and, and it said that when she filled up the last jar, that that's when the flow stopped. Lord have mercy. That, that, that as long as she had the capacity to receive, uh, then the oil kept flowing. And that's a word for somebody's life, that as long as you uh, keep yourself open to receive, the oil can keep flowing, and the oil can keep flowing, and the oil can keep flowing, and God can keep making a way, and God can keep making a way. But you've got to have the faith to keep on pouring. So my word for you today is to keep on pouring. That I don't know what little bit God has put into you, your life, but you keep going to the well. I don't care what little talent God has given you, but you ride it till the wheels fall off. I don't care what little bit of inspiration God has given you, uh, but you keep on using that and you keep on going to what that little bit that God has given you. And it's more than enough to meet the need. And so the third thing, and I'm up out of here, is you've got to understand that you already have the business plan. So here you have uh, this widow woman. Here you have this poor woman. Here you have this woman who was on the verge of bankruptcy and her sons were about to be sold, taken into slavery to pay her her, her, her husband's debt who had died and, and, and she's poured and the oil has stopped running and she's got all these jars of oil and she runs back to the man of God. She runs back to Elisha and says, look, I filled up all the, the, the jars of oil and, and, and the oil has stopped and Elisha then tells her, good, now I need you to go and sell the oil, pay off your debts and live on what is left. Okay, y'all missed that. He said, sell the oil, pay your debts, and live on what is left. Elijah sat there and gave her a business plan, but I had to ask myself, okay, Elijah, Elijah, did you sat there and, and you showed her how to work to play? You told her to sell the oil, you told her to pay her debts, and you told her to live on what is left. I, I, I said, but 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 that sell the oil piece can get kind of tricky because she got more jars than she knows what to do with. And and and, and I never saw anything in the text that said that she had previously been an oil salesperson. I didn't see anything in the text that said that she had a previous entrepreneur background. I didn't see anything in the text that said that she had gone to business school or anything like that. So uh, how is she going to sell all this oil? And Elisha said, you missed it, Reverend, uh, because you got to understand uh, that God had a built-in clientele already waiting on her. He said, he said, because you got to remember, who did I have her go get the empty jars from? I had her go into the community where she had relationship because you already said that her relationship was her capacity. And, and so her relationship 
relationships allowed her to get the empty jars, but if people got empty jars, that means them jars used to be filled with oil. And so those are people who need oil. And so therefore, I had her go to people to get empty jars so she could run back to them same people with full jars and sell them oil. I gave her a built-in clientele because God had already worked out the whole situation. I'm coming right back at you to let you know that that's why I said you got to keep your relationships well because God is not just having people who can bless you, but God is having people set up so that when God does the move in your life, that God is able to use the relationships for you to be able to fully actualize whatever the play God is having you to run. That whatever the business plan is, that God has got relationships for you to be able to run that play. You don't have to have gone to business school. All you got to do is have a prayer life. You don't have to have gone to business school. All you got to do is have some faith. I, I thank God we got a member uh, who's got an amazing he's a defense contractor right now. And, and, I, and I asked him one day, I said, man, your business is doing millions of dollars, millions of dollars a year, uh, over $10 million a year I, 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 in revenue. How did you get to that point, man? Where'd you go to business school at? He said, Reverend, I never went to college. He said, I never went to college. He said, but but I would pray over this business. He said, I would pray over it, and, and then I would pray over meetings, and I would pray over a land when I was trying to buy land. I, he said, and God would keep showing me how to do it. Now, he said, I'm not against business school. Actually, I just paid for my daughter to go to business school. And, and he said, so I'm not against business school. I just never went to business school, but God showed me the way. And somebody, today I've come by to let you know that you have been short selling yourself because you don't have all of the credentials. You've been short selling yourself because you don't have all the education. But I've come by to tell you if you've got the hustle, if you've got the grind, you can go and learn what you need to learn to be able to do what you need to do. But you just got to have the determination to keep on pouring and then let God work it out for you. And so in this season, in this season, as we as Community of Hope Church family are dealing with what God is trying to do, I'm telling you, I, I hear it from God so clearly that in this season, one of the things we're going to lay in is how to, you can be blessed financially, how you can get your business move on, how you can get your budget stuff together, how you can get your finances together. Next Sunday um, is Women's Sunday, but starting the first Sunday in November, we're going to be starting a whole series on finances, not just series on finances. We've already gotten a license for an online financial seminar that you all can be able to go to for free. That's right. Church paid for it. The church paid for it, but it's got all these different classes that you can take about finances and about the different spaces you are in your finances. It's got budgeting and different tools to help you. Uh, it's got different benchmarks to help you to be able to go to different levels in your finances that we are going to be focusing the whole month of November on you getting your money right. Why? Because we're finding ourselves to be too vulnerable in this season. That just like in the beginning of this story, when you saw this woman who, because her husband died, her children were to be put into slavery and she was going to be vulnerable. That her husband was a good man. Her husband was an anointed man. Her husband feared God, but yet he didn't have his money in order. And because he was in debt, he left his family vulnerable. And so when he died, his 
family was not going to be able to make it because as anointed as he was, as God-fearing as he was, because he had not handled his finances right, he left his family vulnerable. And I'm telling you right now that I need us all to be able to get our finances in order to get them tight because this is a season. This ain't the season to be going and, and buying some more shoes. This ain't the season to be going and, and, and buying more stuff. No, this is a season to be holding on to what you have. I was talking to a good friend of mine, and, and this sister got money. This sister got real money. She got long money. And, and all that she does, she deals with people who got big money. And, and it blew my mind because she said, I, I've made a decision uh, in my life right now. She said, I'm concerned about how things are going in this nation. I'm concerned about this economy. Uh, the way the coronavirus has and all these different pieces and she said I've made a decision in my life and my finances right now that if it's not food I'm not buying it she, she said I'm not going to spend my money on anything else but the essentials she said because this is not the season to just be spending your money on stuff on trips and stuff that you don't need now this is your, you, you need to be holding Everything you got in this season, and I've come by as your pastor community of hope to say that I need us to make sure our finances are in order. I don't need you vulnerable. God has blessed us as a church that in this season, one of the things that we've seen in this season in Prince George's County, one of the most affluent black counties in the nation, is that we are feeding people as much as we can feed them, giving groceries as much as we can give, because our folks are vulnerable. Food insecure, having to make a decision on if, if they're going to eat or their children going to eat, having to make a decision on if they're going to eat a, a, a one meal or, or, or two meals that day, having to make a decision on if it's going to be food or medicine. And so therefore, your church, we have been doing all that we can to make sure we're getting groceries into people's hands because we've been able to see that this pandemic has showed us how vulnerable we are. I don't care how nice your car looks, you can still be food insecure. Uh, the, 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 in our food line, you got Benz's coming through there. In our food line, you got, you got Range Rovers coming through there. And there's no shame in it. I'm just telling you that we have to get our finances in order because we're vulnerable. And so your church, we are going to be focusing on making sure that you got a plan, making sure uh, that we can tell you, look, uh, I, I need you to look in your house and see what you have. I, I need you to get that little bit of oil, and I need you to find some stuff to collect it, and I need you to find a container, a, 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 a container to be able to house what God's about to do, and then I need you to start to be able to pour the oil and keep on pouring and keep on pouring because the more you pour, the better off your children will be. The more you pour, the better off your family will be. The more you pour, you'll be able to leave an inheritance for your children's children. But you've got to keep on pouring. And then you've got to understand after you've poured all you can that you've got a business plan. And God has already laid it out for you to be able to what? Sell the oil. Pay your debts. All of them. I want us to be debt free. Debt free. Pay your debts and live on what is left. That's the plan. Everything doesn't have to be hallelujah. Some stuff can just make good practical sense. And I believe that God can transform your life in pandemic. And it can be the pandemic that is your period of prosperity if you get the tools to be able to do it. So y'all look out for that in November. Uh, but even as we talk about that, uh, you can't do it if you're not connected 
to the Holy Ghost. That it wasn't the oil, it wasn't the jars, it was the anointing and the faith to believe that God would do it, that kept her pouring. If she was just there all by herself and just had her jar and other jars, it just gone into one jar. But because God was in it, somebody today, you need to get God in the middle of your business. You need to get God in your house. You need to get God in your finance. You need to get God in your situation. You need to get God in your life. If you've never accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, today is that day. This is that moment we offer Christ to you. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Not might be saved, thou shalt be saved. God wants to offer this free gift of salvation. It's not about what you can do. It's not about who you are. Community of Hope, we say it every Sunday. We're the community of hope where everyone has a chance. We don't care who you are, what you've done, or who you did it with. We don't care if you did it last night or woke up doing it this morning. When you get into connection with us, you're in the right place at the right time to become all that God has called you to be. Today is your day. Won't you give your life to Christ today? If you're already saved and you need a church home, come on, won't you just join this church? You're already saved, got a church home, need to rededicate your faith, won't you rededicate your faith? If you're making any of those decisions right now, just right where you are, we want to get connected to you. If you're in one of the chat rooms, a link will pop up and you can click on that link so we can be able to get further information from you, have someone reach out to you. Or uh, if you want to make a decision, you can type and text the word HOPE DECISION, HOPE DECISION to the number 474747 on your phone. Text Hope Decision to 474747 and a link will come up and you can fill out the form and we can get your information. We want to follow up with you. Look, if you've decided to give your life to Christ today or to make Community of Hope your church home or just rededicate your faith, today I want to pray with you. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. It'll be my words, but it'll be your faith. Come on, repeat after me. Say, God, I don't hear you. Come on. God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. And right now, I ask Jesus to come into my heart and be in control of my life. I want to live the way you want me to live and be the person that you've called me to be. So today, God, I thank you that I'm saved. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Look, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, just click the link right there in the chat room or uh, just type hope decision to 67, I'm sorry, hope decision to 474747 and your text hope decision to 474747 we want to pr pray with you we want if you rededicated your faith if you joined the church or if you accepted Christ or even if you just got a prayer request type hope decision to 474747 community of hope has been a wonderful sunday with you we thank god for you we're excited about this week that's coming up remember wednesday got Women's Revival with Dr. Gina Stewart. Remember Saturday uh, that we've got the Women's Conference. Women who don't quit 
my goodness gracious. And also remember next Sunday is Women's Day uh, with Reverend Marissa Farrow. Y'all make sure to keep yourself plugged in to all this happening in the house of the Lord. And if you want to be able to still give, you can be able to give, cash app, dollar sign, give COH, give Lafay, text to give, right there at the link or on the website, hiphopenation.com. But whatever way you want to share, we'll be blessed by it. Let me pray for you as we go forward into our day. God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for all that you've done. And I thank you, God, you're going to give us the power to realize everything we need, our help is in the house. And we're just going to keep on pouring and watch your work. So may the grace of God, the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide now, henceforth, and forever among these, your people. In other words, God, may you walk with us, may you talk with us, may you live in us, that we can live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless your community of hope. Have a super blessed week. Y'all be easy. Holla.